Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is Sunday, 7.30 p.m., March the 20th. Thank you for joining me. So is today the first day of spring? Or was March 1st the first day of spring? Let's talk about that. Well, good evening, and thank you for joining me this evening here at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Southern Ontario, Canada. Thank you. So, I was having this discussion before I came on the show with my oldest brother. Now, he claims that March 1st, is the official day of spring. And I said, no, the equinox spring is today, March the 20th. Officially at 11.33 a.m. But why do they even mention March 1st? So if you love spring, you can claim it on March 1st, sort of. It's the start of the the meteorological spring, right? And the astronomical spring, and what's the difference between the meteorological spring and the astronomical spring? So the astronomical seasons are related to the position of the earth relative to the sun. The meteorologist seasons are related to the annual temperature cycle. So the meteorologist will go from March 1st all the way to May for keeping records of the temperatures. Now, with the Earth's rotation around the sun, see the Earth's axis is tilted at 23.5 degrees, but it can vary. So the equinoxes, vernal, spring, autumn, fall are the times when the sun is directly over the equator. The solitus summer, the winter, or when the sun is farthest from the equator to the north or south. And the, um, the angle is the angle between the imaginary line connecting Earth-Sun centers and the equator. And the angle varies as a function of season. It is zero degrees at the equinox and 23.45 degrees on the solatus. It's useful to remember that the southern hemisphere experienced the opposite season from the northern hemisphere. 
And at, this, at, and at the time of the writing, it is the meteorological autumn and astronomical summer. So, spring starts today. Now, it takes the Earth 365.24 days to go around the sun. Now, you got to remember that it's not a perfect circle around the sun. It's an oval circle. It's like an egg shape. So this requires the leap year adjustment to keep calendars synchronized. And the, and the variance also causes the dates of the equinoxes and solar disks to vary each year. And that the shape of the Earth's orbit also causes seasonal lengths to vary by about 89 to 93 days accordingly. So roughly each season, we say it's a probably 90 days. So spring begins today. First full day of spring is tomorrow. So March 21st to June 21st is spring. That's one season. June 21st to September 21st is summer. September 21st to December 21st is fall. And December 21st to March 21st is winter. Tried to explain this to my brother. He's the oldest and supposedly he's supposed to be the smartest. You can't argue with him because he's always right. He's right, I'm wrong. And I explained to him because he's telling me, no, it started March 1st. I go, how can that be? Well, it's the it, 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 it's the 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 equinox or, or or something spring or whatever. He says I posted it on Facebook. Okay, so I said okay, I'll go upstairs. Just for argument's sake, I'll come up here, and I'll Google it. So, what I'm talking to you about is that. The meteorological spring is only used by the meteorologist for temperature record keeping. See, I could, after the show, I could go back down there and, and show him. But he still would say, no. March 1st is the, is the first day of spring. So I won't even bother. I won't, I won't bother. Because he's, he's always... He's always right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know? So, um, <laughs> another easy way to figure this one out. I'm going to come all the way down to the bottom here. And this is another one I found. And spring has sprung, explaining the science behind the vernal equinox. Now, spring officially begins in the Northern Hemisphere on March 20th, with the vernal equinox as the entire world experience an equal day and night 
So when it comes to the the uh, meteorologist or the the uh, climatologist for ease of record keeping, they consider March first the first day of spring. But astronomically speaking, the Earth's equator is aligned directly with the sun on the vernal equinox, and that occurs March 20th, today, at 11.33 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I could tell my brother that till I'm blue in the face. And he would still say March 1st. It's the first day of spring. So understanding the seasons, the astronomical spring, March 20 to 22 to June 20 to 22, based on the sun's angle and the number of days varies. The meteorological spring, March 1st to May 31st, continuous warming used for the official record keeping. And I mean, it shows it right here, right? September 22nd to the 23rd is the, is the autumn equinox. June 20th to the 22nd is the summer solitus. March 20th to the 21st is the vernal equinox. December, December 21st to the 22nd is the winter solitus. I could show my oldest brother pictures and he would say, that's wrong. You can't argue with the guy. You, 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 know, you, you just can't. <laughs> you know, and you know, with this daylight savings time too, you know, I mean, it's I mean, is that ever going to end? I don't know. I don't think we should do it anymore, but who knows what's going to happen with that, right? So, you know, today is officially spring. I'm right. He is wrong. But I'll let him. I'll let him think that he is is right. He'll, he he feel, he feels better when he thinks he's right. Yeah. So you know, then I was um, going through the news articles today and um, with this war going on in the U in the Ukraine what a disaster you know I guess this would be um, either today or yesterday. But the Russian forces bombed an art school where 400 civilians, including children, were sheltering. This is in the Moropol. Thousands of residents have been forcibly deported to Russia. 
and then sent by rail to various um, economically depressed cities where they have to remain. An estimated 10 million people, more than a quarter of Ukraine's population, have now fled their homes as a result of Russia's devastating war. They've been hitting the Ukraine with cruise missiles from the ships in the Black Sea. The Ukrainian parliament said roughly 115 Ukrainian children have been killed since the start of the Russian invasion. And what can the West do about it? The sanctions that the West has put on Russia and Putin himself doesn't seem to be slowing him down any. We can't put boots on the ground and we can't put a no-fly zone over the Ukraine. This could be potentially, <coughs> excuse me, an act of aggression toward Russia. But how long can we allow this to go on? The Ukraine did nothing to provoke this. Russia is attacking a sovereign nation. Sovereign country. Because he wants it back. He's broken... the rules of engagement under the Geneva Convention he has committed war crimes what is the West going to do They have bombed buildings near the Poland border. And fairly close, may I add. If they had missed their target and had hit Poland, which is a NATO country, that would be a serious mistake. You know, the, the, the president of the Ukraine, you know, is, you know, said the other day that, you know, he'd be willing to sit down and have talks with Russia. I mean, what's going to make this stop? I mean, he's going to pound the Ukraine into Bolivia. And then what? Well, we do need to send a strong message to China that they are not to to support Russia in any way or form. Got to remember that, you know, 
Russia's a communist country too, or China's a, is a communist country too. Can we actually trust the Chinese? Well, I don't think, well, I don't know. I mean, can the West intimidate China? I don't think they're going to be intimidated by any means. Do we just allow this to, to take its course? Because we certainly don't want World War Three. That won't end well for anybody. You know, we have enough problems, you know, in, in, in this world, you know, from drought, starvation, all kinds of things going on climate change getting through this this pandemic and now this people have lost their livelihoods they lost their homes they have nothing but the clothes on their backs and what they could carry. You may even wonder why, you know, I come out here and I bring it up from time to time again, I'm going to bring it up again. And will someone please give the memo to the protesters that the restrictions have been lifted. You're protesting for your freedom? This weekend here in the city where I reside here in Ontario, Canada, oh, they got a parade down the roadways with Canadian flags and freedom flags to end the, end the restrictions and the restrictions have been ended. They're gone. They're lifted. Victoria, BC. Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, all across this country, all 10 provinces and territories. The mask mandate ends tomorrow. If there's any mandates or any restrictions, that'd be at the federal level, has nothing to do with any of the provincial restrictions or mandates. April 1st, vaccine requirements or proof of vaccination That's what, 11 days away? There is nothing left to protest over 
this pandemic. Nothing left. Everybody else has seemed to have gotten the memo. But somehow these protesters didn't get it. They didn't get the email. They didn't watch the news. And they're crying about their freedom in a free country, in a free democracy. And you have this war going on Uh, he took, he, I mean, he handled it like the boss, all right. He took the reins <clears throat> eventually. I was just wondering what took him so long. I was thinking a week before he enacted the Federal Emergency Act of why he hasn't even done that yet. A week before he did it. He's the Prime Minister of Canada. So doesn't that make him the boss? He only takes the reins the way he did is when the, the at the provincial level had been unable for whatever reasons to handle these occupations. Every day on the news when I was watching this Karen Carnival in Ottawa and the ex-police chief of Ottawa or the police chief at the time is we need more police officers. We can't deal with this. We can't do nothing with this. Every time. Every day I turned around and watched it. Then Doug Ford an axe the Provincial Emergency Act that cleared the, the barricades at the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor that separates Detroit and Windsor. I mean, far less protesters, mind you, compared to six to seven hundred on any given weekday and thousands on the weekend. You know, so when people left on the weekends and then it was just the weekdays and you were just dealing with the vehicles and trucks that were there, but then it'll allow go into the next weekend and two more thousand people would come in there. They did nothing to prevent that. So Justin Trudeau stepped up to be the boss and enacted the Federal Emergency Act. That cleared him out in three days. Even full well known that, you know, you know, especially here in Ontario, I mean, throughout this whole pandemic, anytime we had openings and closures and stuff like that, everything were everything in the reopening was done in, in a, uh, a three steps of reopening. And they did that all across the country and in, in, in every province. Some of them had four steps reopening plans. You know, smaller provinces like out east, 
Nova Scotia and Newfoundland, New Brunswick, are all a whole lot smaller than Quebec and Ontario. Ontario being the largest province in this country, the most populated province in this country of nearly 18 million people out of a population of 37 million. And yet these individuals, this Canada unity group from out West, you know, feel the need that they have to protest to get all Canadians, to get all the Canadians freedoms back. Well, I don't need their help because I didn't lose my freedom. Hey, why didn't that pop up? Pretty sure I clicked on it. Oh, there it is. Just took a second. Now, Calgary, Alberta. protesting over there. Yeah. So the uh, uh, Premier Jason Kennedy, <coughs> Kenny, he was asked to comment on the protest earlier Saturday, yesterday. Well, he was on his new, his new weekly phone and radio show. And he said, I don't know. He goes, I don't know why there's still protests. Because Alberta removed its COVID-19 restrictions a week ago. A week ago. So they never got the memo. I should send a memo off to the Canada Unity group. That the restrictions have been lifted. Maybe they'll get it this time. See, you know, the original, the original organizers of that Freedom Convoy, they're part of Unity Canada, the original ones, they're all under strict court orders. Some are out on bail. Some are still in jail. But these others who are still part of Canada Unity out there uh, in uh, British Columbia, I think that they were going to ascend on Victoria, BC and stay there on months ends for months and months and months. Well, they got a news flash that that wasn't going to happen.
and that then when they did whatever vehicles did come across from the mainland on the ferry onto Victoria Island, then they had other designated routes and then you could only walk. So you wouldn't be blocking roadways with your vehicles or your trucks, putting up tents in, in bouncy castles and hot tubs like they did in Ottawa. And a whole three ring circus going on down there. British Columbia You know, by April 1st or whatever like that, the restrictions will be lifted. Yeah, hot tubs. Yeah, they had hot tubs in Ottawa. They had bouncy castles, hot tubs. They had like the big tent for, for, for uh, music and dancing and partying. Well, they had it all going on down there. Yeah, that's some lazy protesting. You got that right. Yeah, so, you know, that's why I brought up this, you know, the uh, Ukraine the Ukraine war and, and, and people, you know, Canadians, Americans, British think they have it so bad. They think they have it so tough. You don't know what you have until you lose it. Even going through this pandemic and these lockdowns and stay-at-home orders is no comparison to what's happening in the Ukraine. Those people are losing their freedom. They're losing their lives and everything they had. And it ticks me off to no bitter end of these morons, losers, thinking that they're getting your freedom back for you. It's a whole buffet of different losers. I mean, can't they find something else to do? Something better to do? Find a hobby or something? You know, get a job? Lots of people are hiring. In the city where I live, people are hiring and they say, where's all the applications? Wages have, have, have gone up. You know, the minimum wage here in Ontario is $15 an hour. That's, that's just the starting wage, but companies are paying, you know, $20 plus an hour. I'm sure out there in Alberta, they've got lots of work. But they got to go out and 
protest for nothing. Wasting everybody else's time. Interfering in everybody else's lives because they didn't know or don't know that the restrictions have been lifted. So I don't know. I really don't know. Thought about it today and I'm like, what could they possibly be protesting about? It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. You know, to hear to hear somebody, you know, say we're protesting for all Canadians. We're protesting for all Canadians to get their freedoms back. I didn't know I lived in a communist country. Did not someone send me that memo? They got to protest to get my freedoms back. Hmm. Well, okay then. I never lost my freedoms, ladies and gentlemen. Restricted. Just restricted. I mean, if these protesters wants to know what it's like to not have any freedom, then they should go live in North Korea. They should go live in China. They should go live in Russia. They should go live in Hong Kong. Because those people don't have any freedoms. And then try to protest and see what happens. See, if they didn't have any freedoms, they're protesting because they think they don't have any freedoms, then they wouldn't be able to protest. Because you have the right to have a lawful protest, a peaceful protest. Now, they said that we're only protesting because we want the restrictions lifted. You leave freedom out of it. Well, we just want the restrictions lifted. Okay, then. But then what restrictions? Oh, the restrictions like mask wearing, vaccination. Proof of vaccine to go to go to a restaurant. Oh no, no, they're all gone.
proof of vaccine to come back into the country. No, that's gone too. Full capacity. Everywhere. Sporting events. Concerts. Restaurants, bars. Movie theaters. Bingo halls, casinos. Libraries, art centers. And the list goes on. No restrictions here. So then what are they protesting? I don't know, it's just, it's mind boggling. Can't figure it out. I mean, even the, the premier Why are they protesting? There's no restrictions. They were lifted a week ago. I don't think the premier forgot to mention that. Because he wanted to lift the restriction even before that. I don't think he forgot. How they, how, how did they miss that? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy world we live in. Yeah. Oh, what was this one here? Oh, like I said, here in Ontario, You don't have to wear a mask. You know, I was talking to my mom about that today. And I said, you know, tomorrow, we don't have to wear a mask. How am I going to recognize anybody? You take off your mask, I won't recognize you. You put your mask back on, I go, oh yeah, I know you. I mean, it's going to be like, it's going to be different. Now, it's going to be largely up to us, the citizens, whether or not to wear a mask to protect yourself and others against COVID-19. So the province is lifting its mask mandate for most indoor settings. And even as the experts warn of an increase in infection and hospitalizations in the coming weeks as a result, but they're saying that that should be manageable. I mean, it's springtime. I mean, people are going to be, you know, outdoors a little bit more, you know, you know, March the 17th was St. Patrick's Day. Right. And we were, you know, the temperature 
was something like 22 Celsius. So that's something like 73 Fahrenheit in blue skies and sunshine. What a great day to celebrate St. Patty's Day. The patios were open. The patios were packed. The bars and pubs were packed. And you got to remember, you know, two years ago. So I would, you know, it would be like March 14th or whatever is that when we went into hard lockdown. And here we are. March 2022, and the bars and pubs were packed. There wasn't a seat in the house. Now, it's like I said, it's, it's going to be up to you. whether you want to wear a mask. So this, so this means you walk into a grocery store, you don't have to wear your mask. Walk into a bank, you don't have to wear a mask. I mean, when was the, any other time that you needed to wear a mask to enter a bank? You wore a mask pre-pandemic to enter a bank is because you're robbing the bank. No other time would you ever wear a mask. The only place and you know, it'll be, it'll be the hospitals. It'll be the retirement homes and the nursing homes and medical buildings where you'll have to wear a mask. Just in those settings. And for good reason. Anywhere else, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. Kids go back to school tomorrow. They're just finishing their their um, March break, their spring break. Kids are back in school tomorrow. They don't have to wear a mask. But if they want to, they can. The public school uh, board of education, like the, the public and the Catholic school boards, you know, wanted the um, provincial government to, you know, hold off, you know, until the end of March, you know, because they were worried that people were traveling over the March break and potentially coming back when they come back into Canada, that potentially could be spreading COVID, maybe. I don't know. So they didn't want that to happen so quickly for for schools. You know, and the educational uh, minister, you know, he's like, no. They don't have to wear a mask if they don't want to. And parents, I mean, you can send your kids to school tomorrow with a mask. If that will, will, will set you at ease, then send your kid to school tomorrow with a mask. Now, of course, you know they, they you know they start talking about this this uh, BA two subvariant, you know, likely to become the dominant this month, 
over Omicron. Now, and it's, you know, maybe about the same But either, you know, either way, ladies and gentlemen, you know, sooner or later, we got to just move on with our lives and just move forward. Back in, you know, uh, I think it was January. The top doctor here in Ontario was saying, this is something that we're going to need to learn to live with. We cannot keep going, you know, into stay at home orders, you know, Closing businesses. We can't be doing that anymore. You know, 80% of the Canadian population has two doses of the vaccine. 80%. of the entire population. That's pretty damn good. Could have maybe gotten it higher, but I'll settle for 80%. And we're, I think we're, we were sitting probably around something like 76% people who got triple back. I'll take that too. So, you know, despite these, these, these protests over, over vaccines and mandates and restrictions, the people who got vaccinated are the ones who are pulling us through this. Our heroes are not the truckers from that Karen carnival. 90% of the trucking industry here in Canada was vaccinated. So you had that 10% fringe. So your heroes, as I see it, my opinion, were the doctors and nurses on the front lines. They're the heroes. For everybody out there who thought they were, you know, don't do do uh, donating uh, donating money, you know, to that freedom convoy to the truckers when you were actually donating your money to the organizers who are all part of the Unity Canada, who are all part of this far right. That's where your money was going. 
Those truckers would never see a dime. And oh, by the way, neither did those organizers see one red cent of that money. So they thought it would be a good idea. Oh, the truckers are going to protest. We'll just jump on their backs and we'll raise money for our cause. And we'll make ourselves millionaires. Well, they're zero-nairs. They never got one red cent. It's a good thing. Go fund me. Refunding everybody their refunds. Give send. Go wants to do the same thing. Send all the money back to all the donors out there. So, you know, like I say, when it comes to our restrictions here across Canada, have disappeared. Now you just get out there and enjoy yourself. Use precaution. Use any precaution you want to use. You, as an adult, when you walk into a grocery store, if you still want to wear a mask tomorrow, wear a mask. Whatever floats your boat. So I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this Sunday evening. It is now 830 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Southern Ontario, Canada. Now, if you'd like to become a patron of the Truckers Podcast, FYI, you can click on my little icon up here on top of your screen there. You can scroll down. You can see the patron button. You can Google search the Truckers Podcast FYIPodbean.com and up in the right hand corner is the Patreon. If you'd like to do that, that's entirely up to the, up to you. And if you can't, I understand, but I thank you for coming out here and listening to my show. Because without you, the listeners, It wouldn't be a podcast. You, the listeners, that keep the podcast going. But coming out here and engaging with the hosts, listening, it's always a pleasure to have you out here coming on my show. So enjoy the rest of your evening, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we're going into a new week. Monday, blah. I don't like Mondays. Everybody doesn't like Mondays, but it is what it is. Start of a new week. Start of a new season. Springtime just couldn't come quick enough. So have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Take care. Thank you. And good night.